have a hot take. A student needs to be like the focal point. I'm gonna get threats from faculty members. Oh, was that the podcast? Did you start yeah, the podcast? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, are, we gonna, are we gonna talk about your henna tattoo? It's very subtle, it's almost completely I didn't off. know that guys did henna. Is that a thing? I mean, I, it is now. <laughs> I suppose. What, what was the significance? I was at a uh, music festival oh. um, last weekend, okay. or not last weekend, the weekend before in Cleveland. There was a stand, and you got henna tattoos. Yeah. So what does it symbolize? Anything? Nope. <laughs> you sure? I don't. Well, maybe it does. Maybe it does. But mine does. Was there just like? Could you like pick multiple like yeah. styles or whatever? Okay. It's like, it's the equivalent of like getting your face painted for adults. <laughs> I think we all understand the premise of having Well, I mean, he's trying to figure out, like, there's no meaning to... But it's more like, why that one? I'm sure like, why not that one? Like, oh, and, I just, and why the position? Like, why not get it on your, like, your yeah. bicep well, or your most thigh people, or something? Like, or a manly usually oh, girl, you're right. girls, girls usually get it on their hands, yeah, yeah. and I thought, I don't really want to get it on my hands, because yeah. that looks like a, a girl... Mm. Yeah. Would do, and so I so got it went on my six arm. inches up. <laughs> <laughs> How much money would it take for you to get that as a real tattoo? That exact one. How much money would yeah. I need to be paid? Yeah. Like um, a flower with like ferns. Yeah, I guess. Um, Is it like a peacock? Also, quill? I didn't even ask for anything specific. I just said <laughs> go wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, they played it really conservative. Well, I mean, I just, someone told I just, me to go I just, wild. I, I, I trust, you know, whatever design you want to do. Just She was doing similar designs on most people, and some okay. people were poking to pictures in a book. But Had you had anything to drink before this or no? Yeah, we were at a music festival. Okay. <laughs> Got it. If you had been uh, totally sober, sober would you have gotten a henna tattoo? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Would you, That's fair. Zach is trying to really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's serious. He's like, are you sure you would have done this? Uh, it would have taken me. Many thousands of dollars to get paid to, to get, get this permanently. Yeah. However, um, I don't think I'd ever thought of having a tattoo on my forearm right here. And no. after getting this, I was like, oh, it's actually kind of a good location. Oh. But I don't know what I would get, so probably not going to get it. Right location, wrong design. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Still what are we talking about today? What are we brainstorming? I think Dan was supposed to come up with topics, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's a bad... Dan's always supposed to come up with topics. <laughs> but they never does. <laughs> so the way this usually works is I come up with a backup topic just in case. I actually run this entire podcast, and... <laughs> but I do the least amount of work possible. No. And I have one handy. I think switch up the format a tiny bit rather okay. than maybe a true like brainstorm throughout the whole time. Going through, I think, chatbots or something that maybe more particularly to higher ed is I think very like hit or miss with certain people on how they feel about them um, and maybe the, even their effectiveness. And so I was looking through a couple things earlier and um, I forget their name, Startup Bonsai came out with a, a, like a report basically off of a bunch of data that they had kind of put together using a lot of things from CNBC, from Drift, from user-like um, and kind of collected tons of data and came up with things that I think reading through them, I was like, whoa, that's even you know, I don't want to skew your answers, but more one way or the other than I thought. So I'd love to read a couple, get your kind of like take on them. Um, and then I think if we run through like, what would a really good higher ed chatbot look like? Again, most of these, the way that chatbots are used typically is a little bit more like support tickety, yeah. um, but there are obviously tons of, of ways to use them. And so I think that's a rough, good approach. 
unless you prepped something far superior. Oh, well, I was trying to practice a spiel in the mirror last night to prep for today, <laughs> but completely lost it all. So I think this sounds much better. All right, all right let's do this one. <laughs> awesome. All right, hit us with a stat. Okay. What percentage of consumers have either a neutral or positive experience with chatbots? A neutral or positive experience with chatbots? Hmm. Again, these are all like all industries. All consumers. This is not all consumers. This is not even unless specified. It's the globe too. It's not just U.S. I would I would assume it would be mostly neutral with like maybe like a quarter in the positive and a quarter in the negative. I so would, you're sitting at like 65 percent total. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I was gonna get. I was gonna say like sixty to seventy. Yeah, yeah. eighty-seven point two. Mm, which also seems shockingly high again given the nature of i think the, at least a lot of the chatbots i've interacted with they're like almost fully automated like yeah. i guess when you're typing with another person it's probably less frustrating yeah, yeah. but with automate i feel like you know only my math yeah, sucks wonder, yeah, to, your, to your point percent being yeah. dissatisfied yeah seems so low but yeah, to your point i wonder crazy. yeah i wonder what the percentage of like neutral actually is compared yeah. to like yeah. great yeah what kind of yeah. stats you got huh do you have any on those oh, no they, they left that one out <laughs> <laughs> they, you know the positive was like two percent so like oh what if we include <laughs> neutral too 87 percent yeah we can, go, we can go ask our friends at drift actually that that's true that stat ah, yeah, came yeah. from them so yeah. drift we if can, you're listening we can pound them down. shout out to alex carlisle <laughs> next episode next episode okay <laughs> that's interesting okay Another one. What percentage of chatbots would you say are like from start to finish of the actual flow? Meaning you don't abandon a conversation out of being annoyed, not getting what you wanted, or for any other reason you would abandon it. Found so meaning, so meaning whatever. But from the time that you start a conversation to the time that you've com- you, you've you've learned what you came to learn or been able to do what you came to do. Yeah. How many of those are completed right like okay. the ones when you get to like yeah. you know is there anything i can help and you, you with no. and it's either yeah, end yeah, chat yeah. or i have another yeah. question and you hit yeah. end chat yeah like huh. what percentage of them do you think start to finish i'd say 40 percent 30 to 40 yeah i would say something pretty low like 20 30 40 something you're so much dumber than zach 68.9 percent <laughs> which also is I that feel like very insanely high. high wow who is bonsai are they a chatbot company <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real which is also just thinking about like the longer ones. I guess it's when you're getting a quick response from a person, that makes sense. Yeah. But to go through the AI of this, that, this, that, where you're basically just doing a multiple choice test and we yeah. Well, I also wonder what they're talking, like how are they defining, I wonder how they're defining chatbot. Like I wonder if it's like it can start off as a chatbot, but then like it transfers to a live person at some point, you yeah. know? I don't know. Yeah. I. I mean, I they say AI-powered chatbot technology. They don't okay. define what that is. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that probably skews more yeah. towards just automated and not personal. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's what that's what my assumption would be too. That's interesting. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, that means the tech has come a long way. I mean, how like what are your guys' like best and worst experiences with a chatbot? I feel like all of my good ones are with like airlines actually, and all of my uh, yeah. crappy ones are with 
Bank of America. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, any higher ed. That's so yeah. funny you said that. Yeah. Mine was banks and they're the best. You think banks are the best? Oh. Yeah. Bank I, of America yeah. just has a shitty chatbot, I think. Okay. Yeah. I've used Ally. Capital One. Capital, Capital One. Capital One. Capital One. Both yeah. in their app yeah. and on the website is amazing. Yeah. And then Ally is another one okay. that I really like. Both from banking and like they have their own investment yeah. tool is great. Also, there was another study in here about banking and um, chatbots are projected to handle 75 to 90% of healthcare and banking queries by 2022. Jeez. Yeah. AKA this year. I mean, most of them are like, what's my routing number? Like, what's yeah. my account yeah, yeah, number? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, that's like that's 90% true. of the reasons why people yeah. Yeah, use those. I, what I hate about chatbots is I hate that when you do need to talk to a person, it's, it's kind of like yeah. when you call customer support for like a major brand and like they, they're trying to do everything in their power to yeah. prevent you from having to talk to a live person. Right. I hate chatbots that are written that way. Like yeah. if I genuinely need to, like I'm a millennial, like I'm not interested in talking to somebody on the phone unless I really think I can't find this answer yeah. and where I've tried. Yeah. And what I hate about some people is like some companies is their contact info will trigger the chatbot first and they make you go yeah. through like 17 steps and then you might be connected with like yeah. a yeah. customer support representative. So would you prefer that they didn't have a chatbot at all? No, what I would, what, what I really wish happened, and I do think that this is the future of like AI, is helping people will be, consumers will get a sense for the kinds of questions that tools like chatbots will be able to answer. Yeah. And then also the nuances that will always exist where yeah. at least for the foreseeable future, you'll have to connect with the human. Yeah. So what I wish happened is I wish that there was a better way for brands to help consumers, help their customers better distinguish between the two categories. Yeah. Like genuine, like here are like the thousand, 10,000 things that our chatbot is fully capable of answering for you and helping you with. And then here are the things where like, if you need to transfer, if you need to close this account, but you want to open another, but then you want this thing to happen, or you want to transfer $2 to this account, $17 to that account, and you want to do this all in like one transaction, obviously you're going to have to talk to a customer support representative to make that happen. So yeah. I guess what I would just say is I wish that there was a better line of demarcation between the yeah. two camps of questions. How would you feel, oh, this is a question for both of you, let's say you're, you know, going through like for a purchasing decision, there's a chatbot and it immediately, first question is, you know, go the automated route or speak to, get, wait, wait 15 minutes, yeah. 15 to 20 minutes uh, yeah, to yeah, chat yeah. with yeah. a good. rep. Would you go through the automated route and start and just see how far you could get or would you just 100% I'm gonna wait because the AI one is always a pain? No, 100% I would, I would try to make it yeah, work yeah. with the chatbot first. Yeah. At what threshold of time waiting would you change your mind? Two minutes. Okay. Yeah, I think somewhere between five and ten is when, like, yeah, yeah. If you saw if you saw five to ten, you wouldn't still try to answer it with the no, no, no. So that I would, I would try, but yeah. then like if if it's like five minutes, five to ten. I don't know. I feel like usually I probably would just try to click around. However, I feel like most of the time, and it's kind of to what you were saying earlier. Like, I know like if something automated is going to be able to. It, like solve this yeah um or not um one thing i actually really appreciate about like i think the capital one app does it is it like pretty quickly it just gives you the support phone number that you can call yeah and it at least is rather than like running you around on like oh let me keep trying to solve your problem when i really can't like it just you know gives you the phone number and then obviously you're still gonna have to call and probably like be on hold for a bit but at least it's saying like 
I give up, yeah. like, I can't help you, and at least I'm telling you that, like, three or four questions in rather than, like, after, you know, ten minutes of trying to close yeah. around. <clears throat> yeah. And I yeah. feel like, I feel like most people probably do already have a good sense of, like, you know, this is something that can be, you know, uh, solved automated. I think if versus, you're below, yeah. Yeah, below the age of a certain yeah, age, yeah, sure. you might... Yeah. But but I do think that like there's still there's still a long way to go, I think, in chatbot technology. Like I just yeah. don't think it's like it's not at a level where I will pick it a hundred percent of the time over talking to a person. Yeah. And I think that like that's and even even for things that are relatively simple. Um I think that hopefully the next five years will still change, but I don't think it's there yet. Yeah. That's I feel true. like yeah, but I feel like even a basic chatbot is better than nothing. Like, so I bought one of those Ego lawnmowers. Oh yeah, they have no. They're a massive distributor of lawnmowers, leaf blowers, all the yard tools. Don't have any type of chatbot. I got a faulty one. I was trying to get a return thing. Their website's also not the best, and so like navigating through it wasn't super easy. And so I was looking for like I went to their contactless thing. I thought maybe the chatbot will be on there. Like maybe it's only on certain pages. Snapping it around, couldn't find it. The only way to figure out how to return the product is to call them mm. and ask them, mm. which is also like just bad customer experience. Yeah. And yeah. Like whatever. But even a chatbot that was like, you have a preloaded ant. Like when somebody says, "How do I return this product?" This person just goes on their yeah. script and <laughs> is like reads this thing. Just make that a chat. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. it can't be that hard. And also, you can send me whatever I need to print out to then fill out to then slap on the box to send it back. Like, yeah. it just seems like that's an easy win. Why would you not do that? And yeah. now I'm annoyed. Unfortunately, I bought another one, and so it's, it didn't really affect me too much. <laughs> but it still annoys me. Yeah, yeah. What I would say, and this isn't that hot of a take, but it's a decently, it's like a warm take, is you're better off having a super dumb FAQ chatbot or an incredibly sophisticated bot, yeah. the middle ground yeah, yeah. sucks. And Bank yeah. of America's is the middle ground. Sorry to shit on them again. <laughs> but like, it's like there's multiple, you have to click a question. Like you can't query your own oh, question. Oh, yeah. And, and the question, the, the options are pretty like expansive. But then you get far enough in that, like down the uh, tree, and then you're like, no, but like the, the answer you delivered isn't what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah. And then like going back is like such a pain. Yeah. So it's way more comprehensive than like a, you know, there's three paths and you can you have to pick one of the three but it's not at the point where it's using like you know true ai and machine learning where it's actually a smart bot yeah and yeah. i i think companies are better and you know we should transition this to higher ed soon but like i think educational institutions here like are much better at like i would i would i would encourage them to save the money until they can buy into something yeah. truly like mm -hmm next gen yeah. um, and or just settle for a super simple FAQ yeah. bot, make it really clear what this is, yeah. the middle ground is is the worst place to yeah. be. And I, feel, I mean, little number eight on their 25 top stats, the number one use case for chatbots is to get a quick answer to a query. I mean, yeah. Yeah. which of course, like that only makes sense. Um, and I feel like, yeah, even I mean, for higher ed, how, think about, I feel like what we hear all the time is, yeah, we hop on calls. We, you know, are chatting with leads, but we answer the same, yeah, stupid questions over and over again of like financial aid packages, and, all, and it's stuff that exists on the website that nobody wants to go dig and find. So like, I'd rather just call you because I can get this over with in fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it's a you, a you problem, not a me problem. Yeah. Whereas if you had a chatbot where it's like, 
what are financial aid options for the, like whatever, what are credit hours needed for this program? What's cost? Like, and you just made those things that you already have easily accessible. People are gonna come in, get that one thing. Ideally, you're capturing their name too, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. an email, and then they're out. And it's, yeah. and it's that easy rather than, yeah, them scheduling a call and then they're asking you a billion questions. You're wasting your time. You're like, this is all on the website. Why am I yeah. answering this? I'm curious, so as far as the institution is concerned, do you think it's better for them to make the actual goal of the chatbot just to capture information while kind of teasing with a few of those super, super basic questions rather than actually putting a lot of time into making it probably one of those intermediate chatbots? Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, like at least you're, maybe you're not making a really great chatbot, but at least you, you know, going back to the last episode, have a good method of quickly yeah. capturing someone's information. Yeah, I, yeah, I think there are pros and cons to both. I think one of the pros of not asking for that information for a simple answer is transparency of, again, yeah, yeah. like thinking about cost of a program. If it costs too much, yeah, great, you're gonna get their email, they see the cost and like can't afford it. Sure. Yeah. Nothing yeah, yeah. you're gonna just try and like market them in your mediocre comm flow is yeah. gonna convince them that like, okay, that's, a good point. that's yeah. actually worth it or now I can randomly afford it because you said yeah. these things. Um, that said, I feel like if somebody has maybe deeper questions, trying to lead them to a landing page to submit a form or to take an action in the chatbot that is like form conversion worthy. Yeah. Um, again, if you have content of like downloading an ebook or an infographic or these other things and trying to tease them with that, that's paired with like, what does it cost? And somebody sees a number and then you have like a, you know, industry guide for a program. At least then it's like, well, here's what you can make if you enter this field, yeah. graduate in three years, hopefully pay this off. Here's what that looks like. Download this guide. Yeah, yeah. I, I think too that like I was talking to uh, our friends over at Mongoose, and they were. I was asking. They have like five, six hundred, maybe even seven hundred customers. Um, obviously, that are all higher education institutions, and the their like largest market segment is actually um, like student affairs, student success offices who are using who are buying chatbots specifically for like student support yeah um and so like we keep talking we're talking about it obviously from as a as a legion asset for uh you know probably the enrollment management team but i think also like these tools are obviously being used by current students um i think like i i don't know i go back and forth on this i think it would be a much wiser investment to so a lot, a lot of times like depending on how sophisticated the chatbot is like you have like one chatbot that exists throughout the website and like the you know when you start your question it makes you go down it makes you start with like pick a path current student like prospective yeah. student like alumni yeah. whatever it is faculty member and then everything else triggers from there i actually think like when i think about my own behavior I think it would be wiser to have a simpler pop-up on a on a particular like at the page level or even like the sub nav menu level of like if I'm on the financial aid page or I'm reading about financial aid content seeing a bot clicking on that and then then it asks me three questions yeah. like it knows contextually that I'm already in right. one particular state yeah. of mind and I'm in one like area of research yeah. and then and then it can serve me up a much more specific answer because it understands already where I am. Right. And I think that like my advice to schools would be if you can, if your chatbot technology allows for this, 
pick your 10 most visited website pages by audience. So your 10 most visited website pages by prospective students. And then rather than having one chatbot that serves those 10 pages, what if you had you know three or four different chatbots or maybe a chatbot per page yeah. um, that could that, that can allow you to spin up these, even if it's a simple FAQ bot, spin yeah. up sort of like questions that are a bit uh, a bit more specific, a little bit like niche down, mm -hmm. and then I think you you deliver and you serve like a better user experience. Yeah. I feel like you could just develop a like thinking about it as again like the if then branch all the way through. Develop one for your homepage that sits up here. The first if then is really just like the core nav options on yeah. your homepage, yeah. and then you have that branch, and you can just take that and for any of those pages and those sub pages even in that like financial aid thing. You just use that same bot for all of them, and then you have like, you know, your athletics page, for example, and you yeah. have that <clears throat> athletics part of the master kind of like tree of how things go, and you use that on all athletics pages, and like, yeah. it doesn't need to be, you know, wildly customized to like you're on the baseball page, and it's like you want to learn more about baseball, um, but if it's just the athletics bot in general of like you know, chatting with a recruitment guy or whatever, because yeah. um, again, I was just scrolling through these stats again, the average satisfaction rate of bot-only chats is 87.58% for bot-only, which yeah. is higher than ones that are bot and human. That's wow. fascinating. So I yeah. feel like, again, probably because a lot of the bot-only ones have just been done really well. Yeah. yeah. And it's like they're so streamlined, it's just your click, 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 thinking, yeah. thinking, click, 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 and you get to where you need to be, and you're like, sweet, thanks, see ya. Yeah. And that's it, rather than the human one where it's like, they got to, hey, how's your day going? And then yeah. you see the little typing <laughs> bubbles for another 30 seconds. My name's Blah. I'll yeah. be assisting you today. Another 30 seconds where it's just like, get on with it. Whereas, yeah. like, you yeah. know, a, yeah. a bot can really just, yeah. here, here, here. And here, I'd here. assume if you don't have as good a bot, you can be like, oh, we'll just put a person at the end. Yeah. So you have a <laughs> shitty bot with, yeah. you know, a person who's also. Like, where you're trying to overcompensate. Anyway. Yeah. Have, yeah. You guys, have you guys ever used, I'm thinking about like my interaction with the chatbots, and I feel like. I'm, I only interact with a chatbot when I have like a problem. Yeah. Have you used a chatbot to like explore further or like like do deeper research? Like I think a lot of the times when we talk about even like when we talk about chatbots, it's like you know give people the opportunity to like learn more about your program through the chatbot. Like I feel like almost I'm sure this isn't entirely true, but like I feel like almost 100% of the time. That I've used a chatbot, it's because I had a problem. Like customer, like I needed to get in touch with customer support to like return a product, or I was having I couldn't find my routing number for my bank, or you know, whatever. The insert problem here. Have you guys ever used a chatbot for anything other than to solve like a problem? No. I don't think so. I've never actually I've never uh, clicked on one of those ones that's on a homepage that's like. Oh, welcome how can we to help our you? site. Yeah, like yeah. how can we help you? You want to learn more about our product or our service or whatever. Like I've never clicked on those. Yeah, usually you it's know like what I did. Bank. I did the oh, other yeah. day actually. You did. Yeah. For what? What was for? It? Um, solar panels on your roof, and there was a, a thing that was like if you're in certain areas of Virginia, you can qualify for some huge discount. Okay. All this other stuff. See how much you you can like. Basically, get off. Uh, so yeah, like a, a good hook and I was like, "Oh, interesting." Yeah. And I had already been thinking about them a little bit. Yeah. After talking with one of our other coworkers, and I was like, "Oh, solar panels would be a good idea." The sun sets like right behind our, or rises and sets behind our house. So it was like perfect. And so I was like, "Let me go through this and see." And so I'm basically just—it's a 
quiz where you're just answering questions of like how much is your electric bill yeah. usually and like all yeah. these other things. And then I went through it and then it was like, give us your phone number at the end. And I was like, crap. And then the guy called me immediately and I was yeah. like, damn it. But like I went through and it told me that I had qualified. Yeah. For the for the program, and so I was like, "All right, that's helpful to know, yeah, though, because yeah. like that is that's big cool, savings." Though. Okay, yeah. and if you were to buy it just <clears throat> on your own and have somebody install it, I mean, that's a couple thousand dollars. That's a yeah. you know a big difference. And so yeah. that's the most recent one I can think of. But I that's, feel like that's, it a, is, that's actually a really good example. And like applying the higher ed too, like yeah, whether it's a you know net price calculator or like helping students understand the real cost of college, whatever it is, yeah. like finding a way to query that information in the context of a bot could be super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, or even identifying programs of like just your interest. Maybe not even like trying to qualify people too much, but a little bit more of like a, where your interests sit at a high level about yeah. programs to help you decipher what might be a good path for you and what you know a particular university has to offer. What about what about bots? Like, have you like the bot that you just talked about using? Like, was it a um, was it like a what the hell is it called? Like a. Uh, branched logic bot or like could you query a question um no you couldn't query a question no okay because see, it was more thing... of like a you're you're trying to see if you qualify for these things yeah and the yeah. qualifications are not fluid they're like yeah, rigid yeah. it's you have to meet yeah. certain criteria and so we need to judge you by that criteria yeah. um i feel i don't remember what happened at the end after i entered my like core information um but i feel like it was just like an awesome, you know, you, you qualify, we'll follow up with, they have like their preferred install company and, you know, sourcing company, whatever. Um, and we'll follow up with you, whatever. And that was it. And like they ended the conversation. Yeah. But I remember thinking at the end, I was like, cool, I qualify. Like that was my big takeaway. Yeah. It wasn't, I can't even remember that company's name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> clearly they didn't have a strong yeah. brand, but, but yeah. But when I go back, like they've emailed me, they've texted me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the guys, he is a, a dude texted me and yeah. he was like, hey, you know, this is Blah from Solar Panel Systems Virginia. Yeah. Um, you know, can I call you and can we chat about potentially getting you set up on solar? Yeah. I was like, hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things, one of these days, I'm probably just going to be like, yeah, all right, let, let me call him. Yeah. yeah. And like figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I do think that when it comes to um, like a good follow up, like I feel like texting is, maybe this is, you know, topic for another episode, but like when I get texts from like companies or services that I'm actually interested in, yeah. and they're just, you know, offering some basic information or like, you know, an opportunity to ask some questions. I feel like I appreciate that much more than say, you know, assuming that they transferred me to a person at the end yeah. of the chat because yeah. then you know I don't know what questions I'm going to be having coming up and like you said like whenever you're actually going to get the solar panels right. that's what you're when yeah. you follow up with the guy yeah we talked about a little bit last time of like what information would you give up yeah I was like I'd give my phone number but only if it's there's yeah. a text option yeah I, if you call me it's yeah. a random number I'm not yeah. answering exactly but like yeah and I feel like it's like it sits there in your messages and like may, may eventually get buried but if you bring it up once a week even thinking about the the volume at which you get text to like well, I mean what percentage of your text from people you actually want to be talking to 95 99% so like yeah, to yeah. see one random come it's not the end of the world yeah and it's not too annoying it's pretty easy to ignore but it, it does kind of sit there that you can go find it later yeah. when you do want it which is it's probably a little bit more manageable than like your inbox right. for example one thing I've even started doing is sometimes I don't even know if people have good texting platforms that allow you to chat with someone. So sometimes I get an automated text and I just 
reply with like a question or like you know for like restaurants or whatever they're like reply one if you confirm yeah. I'll, I'll confirm i'll be like actually i'm gonna be five minutes late and i don't know if it's going anywhere yeah <laughs> you know if it yeah. was going somewhere then you know at least i can find out that way but i feel like i do really like having the option to text you know uh some kind of business or company if i'm trying to get it get in touch which is just like a permanent yeah. installed chat yeah, yeah. phone. also really funny random their 23rd stat 46% of consumers think chatbots are being used to stop them from reaching a live agent. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the point yeah, of the yeah, automated yeah. ones. Yeah. Like, which are also the ones that people seem <laughs> to like more. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, <clears throat> I'm pretty skeptical only because, like, like what is the percentage of, like, you know, when you, when, when you finish a chat, how often are you t- discussing? How often are you reporting what your experience was like? Between one to one to ten. If they report ask your experience. in the in the chat, I'll do it every you do time. It? Yeah. Even if you hated it. Sorry. Oh, if I hate it all. No, sorry, 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 sorry. Even if you if you even if you had a good experience, yeah, you would you would write it. Typically, it's like a zero through ten, or it's <laughs> yeah, like the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always when you go I to the bathroom the in the feedback. airport and they have the, the yeah. sad face, the <laughs> yeah. medium face, and the happy face. Yes. Yeah. I always report when like I've had a shitty experience. But when I've had yeah. a good experience, I don't yeah. know. If it's as easy as click a number, I'll do it because it's yeah. like, yeah, great. Yeah. If it's like right response, how yeah. how did you feel about yeah, Kyle they ask you today? Three questions. And it's like, yeah. no, yeah. we're not doing yeah, that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like for for schools too. I mean, any. At a bare minimum, you need some sort of FAQ chatbot that's going to be able to answer and you know pr- really sort of like protect your in, in admissions people, protect yeah. your marketing folks from having to answer really basic questions like, when is the app deadline? Right. Like, do you have any events I can come to? You know, all that stuff should absolutely be built into the context of chat. I think where, and maybe this is just my own consumer preferences. I really want. I I, I think it should always be easy to get in touch with a person. Yeah. Meaning, like, be very clear that you can get these questions answered in this fashion, but with a click of a button, as easy as it is to trigger the chatbot, it should be just as easy to get your questions answered by a real human. Especially when it comes to education, because education is freaking expensive, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. you are not just yeah. selling a lawnmower, let alone solar panels, right. which are also ex- relatively expensive. Like, you're not, sharing, you're not selling a pair of shoes. Like, you're selling a $30,000, $10,000, you know, $50,000, like, promise that maybe one day you'll get a job right right? yeah and so i hate the the, and there's a lot of content out there that i feel like tells higher ed like if you just do this you just need a chatbot it's gonna yeah you'll have so much time you won't know what to do with it and it's like no like that's i i I just don't buy into that way of thought yeah what i do buy into is help service the people that might not want to get on a call with you right help service the people that might be earlier on in their journey to enrollment but always make it incredibly easy for them to connect to a real person and the chatbots to this day that don't make it easy for me to connect to a real person if I have a serious problem and, I, and that's my preferred method of communication. Yeah. Those are the ones that I find annoying. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, Kyrid is obsessed with personalization. They keep talking about it. Yep. Get get personalized. And personalized means some people are going to prefer to pick up a phone and talk yeah. to you and other people yep. are going to prefer to use your chatbot to answer their questions. Yeah. yeah, and I think at the very least, you, you need a, hey, have a question. Even if you don't have, and I think the big... Um, maybe rebuttal to what you said is a lot of people will say, well, we don't have the staff to have somebody just available to answer questions. Yeah. Great, put an email there, have a support email or something that gets sent out to 
X amount of people that you think are, are able to respond to you know most questions um, or even to a department and then let them answer those questions yeah. over email, but they have to have some level of timeliness. Like yeah. it cannot be, let's wait yeah. three days to respond to this thing. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think that's, again, the big, the big thing is time. And, and when you don't have time, what's a good alternative? I think AI, not even AI, just automation for as much yeah. as you can. And then, you know, have a backup for the people that do want that personal touch, give them that opportunity. And the, I think the people that want that personal touch too, if you're, again, if your automation is good, they're gonna ask you questions that aren't just obvious questions. And those are the people that you should be having conversations with because they're probably the most serious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I get when people are hesitant because of time. I just think invest the time upfront to build the automated chatbot that answers a lot of questions where the content already exists. Yeah. And that's, that's gonna be your biggest savings of time. Also, I still, and not all technology allows for this, which is so freaking annoying. I would only pick, pick a provider that like does allow for this, but like, even if you can't, and even if like someone queries a custom question and you don't have like the perfect answer, I think schools should care about what people are putting into those oh, chat boxes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you don't ever give people the opportunity to type anything, yeah. that's like that's like a big no-no. Yeah. Like <laughs> let people like make sure that there is a field for them to be able to type things. Yep. Watch and look and analyze the the words that they're using, the things yep. that they're looking for, and use that to build out your, your yeah. chat flows or your queries. Yeah. And even just build out an FAQ page. Like yeah. that's yeah. what people are wondering, and they're clearly either not finding or that's the forefront of their questions at an entry point. Yeah. Make those more prevalent. Yeah. Well, great, guys. This is fun. Um, want to plug, as always, our tried and true partner, Double Take Promotional Marketing. And these guys are just an incredible group of people that help you build epic swag for your school. We're, again, we're entering a new uh, academic year here. The fall is upon us. Get your prospective students cool swag, mugs, koozies, although maybe are koozies inappropriate for high school students? Maybe. I don't know. I guess you could put a Coke in here, you know? Dan was drinking a Soylent out of it on our call. There you go. Dan was drinking a Soylent out of the call. So get a freaking cool koozie. (laughs) Get a cool, you know, hat, scarves, whatever, uh, pendants. Uh, Go to Double Take Promotional Marketing for all of your new swag needs this fall. And be sure to tell Matt and his team that Enrollify sent you. Cheers. Cheers. Peace out, Girl Scout. That was good. Yeah, Honestly. Wow, yeah. I'll do the porky to take the lap off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we good?